to the XP Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. This week, we don't have Lance with us, um, but instead, it's going to be me doing what I'm calling an extra XP podcast. In this episode, we're going to go through some deep dives of particular character and go through some key moments and sort of my general thoughts about the character. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Not as much banter, obviously, but hopefully we can keep it a little entertaining and light. So this week's episode is going to be focused on a character called Scarlet Spider. Now, if you've read comics from the 90s and are familiar with Spider-Man, you may know the name Scarlet Spider as being shared by Ben Riley, the the classic, um, oh, clone of Peter Parker. You know, that successful clone that dyed his hair blonde and went around in a hoodie without the sleeves draped over a red Spider-Man costume. I don't really understand the, the costume too much, but I will say that he was pretty much the most iconic second Spider-Man um, until we had Miles Morales. Now, that's not the character that I want to talk about today, although he is originating from that same time period. The character that I'm talking about originally went by the name Kane, and Kane was a villain in that 1990s run of Spider-Man, that clone saga of Spider-Man. The character Kane was a deformed version of a clone. He had what's called a degenerative disease, uh, cellular degeneration, I think is what they called it, and that caused his entire body to be scarred and his mind to be fractured. It made him have a different sense of right and wrong in most contexts, and it made him into what we would consider a villain. I'm not saying that he was a villain by any means. He was a twisted version of what Peter Parker might have been. And he was arguably stronger than Peter Parker. His strength, skill, speed, they were all high um, as far as Spider-Man's villains at the time. During the the late stages of the, the Clone Wars, he did sort of fight against the Jackal. There's a great run um, from the late 2010s with um, you know Kane coming and helping Ben Riley and Peter Parker a little bit in their struggle to you know fight against the Jackal and some of the other plot lines that were going on. I won't really talk about that too much, but I do think that it's important to have some context that Kane did have a sense of right and wrong and. He wasn't just this bad person all the time. He just had a, you know, a contradicting sense of what right and wrong should be. With that being said, um, I want to talk about sort of what became of Cain and how we got this modern version of the Scarlet Spider. Cain was born as a as a failed clone and. Because of that, he didn't behave as a, as a normal clone would. Um, 
he didn't have every sense of morals or uh, that sort of uh, all of the memories of Peter Parker as Ben Riley did. And I think that's really interesting because he had to go through and, and do these horrible things and he was constantly tortured by the pain of like the degenerative disease and some other massive flaws in his body. And I think that that lent a lot of um, nuance to his personality. He wasn't this always do the right thing all the time guy. He didn't have that sense of drive. He didn't have the memories of being with Uncle Ben um, or Aunt May. He didn't have all of that. He had the killing. You know, he, he was a murderer uh, through and through. And so he had to sort of live with the fact that he did that um, sort of come to terms after everything happened, which I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, during the last stages of the Clone Wars, or excuse me, Clone Saga, Kane was kidnapped by the Jackal and transformed into this other creature, um, this spider monster. Peter Parker was able to help him, and together they, they sort of saved uh, Kane from that fate. Not only was he transformed back from this monster into a creature that we would consider almost human, because, I mean, he was bitten by a radioactive spider. What, what more do you want me to say, right? But uh, he was transformed into a fully healthy clone. Spider-Man cured the degenerative disease disease that that, uh, Kane had suffered through for all those years. And for once in Kane's life, he could think clearly. He could feel the weight of all of the things that he had done, and he just wanted to get away from everything. So he hopped on a bus and tried to leave New York City. On his way out of the city, though, something interesting happens. Instead of Kane going and just leaving it all behind like he wanted to, you know, he, he reminisces on the fact that he wants to go out of the city, but not just go out of the city. He wants to leave the country. He wants to go to Mexico. He wants to get on a beach, and he just wants to sip martinis um, excuse me, margaritas, and just relax for the rest of his days. And then he hears it. He doesn't feel it, because keep in mind, he doesn't have spider sense. No, he, he doesn't have that power, because part of curing him and turning him into a normal clone is that he lost those, those superhuman senses. He still has the raw strength and speed, so he is still able to be a hero, as we'll hear in a moment. He has... uh, he, He senses something using his standard senses, and he hears a bank robbery happen. And he sees the commotion, and he's standing at the door to his bus, and he has a decision to make. Is he going to get on the bus? Or is he going to stop and help 
the people that are being robbed. And I think it's important to, to look at why he struggles with this decision a little bit. He just really became normal. He has the first chance of his entire life to live a standard life and put it all behind him. I can think back to several moments in my life where I wish I could just start over. You know, forget all of the pain that I've went through, try to move beyond the things that I've lived through. And unfortunately, life doesn't really work that way. And I think that Cain knows that it doesn't normally work that way. And so he sees being cured as the way that he will be able to do that. Um, But because he was cured, he also has all of the memories of Peter Parker. And a little piece of Peter is whispering in the back of his head. And that little piece of Peter Parker is telling him that he has to do what's right. He has to go and save these people. And so, against everything that he wants to do, he goes and he puts on the mask and fights these people. And there's a piece of him that is screaming to just murder these awful people that are very clearly doing something that is horrible, you know. They're threatening to murder these people at a at a bank robbery. But then that little piece of Peter Parker speaks up again. And Peter says, you know, don't don't do that. Like don't kill these people. Um and Kane pulls his punches a little bit. I mean, he still he still fucks these people up. But I think it's really powerful to see the transformative power of healing. Throughout the rest of the Scarlet Spider run, which was only a year long, and arguably, I think that Marvel wants to forget that that even happened. Um, redeeming a killer. Um, as a matter of fact, on Marvel's own Wikipedia pages, uh, they, they have their own little small wiki, and they don't even mention Kane's time as the Scarlet Spider in their own wiki. I think that goes to show just how little they cared about this run. But he struggles a lot with identity. Um, how, how do you put... The, the bad things that you've done into the rearview mirror and be the best person that you can be. There are moments where he has existential crises and looks in a mirror and literally sees the past versions of himself. You know, those, those versions of himself that did horrible things. I think that's, that says a lot about the human condition. It's unfortunate, but all of us deal with that in one way or another. It's about what we do in our lives that 
determines who we are. At the end of that run, Scarlet Spider gets a happy day. It's not the day that he expected, really, but he has happiness, and I think that's important. You know, comics, at the end of the day, are just pictures with words to them, right? And for a lot of comics, it can feel a little childish. Even sitting here telling you about this comic sounds ridiculous because such fantastical things happen. I mean, I started off the story about how a person was cloned and that clone turned evil and was like then turned into a spider that's ridiculous I'm fully acknowledging that but at the end of the day comics can also be cathartic they can tell us a little bit about ourselves just by how we relate to characters and how we perceive them And I think this is a great example of a comic character that maybe more of us could relate to than we care to admit. Next time that you sit down to read a comic, just think about that. Try to separate yourself from the current world and think, huh, What do I actually think about this character? What do I think about their actions? And what does that say about myself? I think you'll at least appreciate the answers that you get. Anyway, that's the episode. Like I said before, this is a shorter episode than we normally do. Normally we do long-form commentary with back and forth and talk about a variety of topics. Today you just get that extra experience point, and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next week, I'm Brandon. Have a good day.